0: what the hell is going on It's your boy mario caballero aka
1: puro caballero in the place to be as always this is the puro caballero show episode 119 coming to you live on twitch it is thursday October 6th, we are now officially in spooky season. Um, hope you guys are celebrating correctly and properly. Um, yeah, a lot of shit to talk about on this episode here tonight. Um, man, I've <laughs> a lot of craziness we're going to get into. Uh, catch up on some baseball news, everything that's been going on there. Uh, a lot of wild news stories going on in the world. Uh, I've been catching up recently on that I will be filling you in on my thoughts. Um, But first, I definitely got to talk about this ridiculous-ass Thursday night football game that I just witnessed tonight. Holy shit. (laughs) How how the fuck did the Denver Broncos manage to pull a defeat out of victory versus the Indianapolis Colts? They continue to struggle in the red zone, uh, to continue to struggle with uh, untimely turnovers, and... They failed to score a touchdown. Dude, both teams did, to be honest with you. It was ugly from the get-go, man. Um, starting off, Jonathan Taylor not playing for the Colts. He is the best player. He would have been the best player in the game if he would have played, even being injured. Um, so he's not out there. Uh, let's see. The Colts had Naheem Hines, who got knocked out after, like, the second play of the game <laughs> with the concussion issue. Uh, he came up stumbling. Like Tua did a uh, week before or two weeks before uh, when they played the Bills. So it was not a good sight to see. Um, So hope hope all is well for you, Naeem. Hope you have a speedy recovery. Um, Colts offensive linemen were all banged up. They had their left tackle move to right tackle. They had a rookie in at left tackle. They were missing their, I guess, right guard. Yeah, They still had Quentin Nelson and Kelly, uh, but freaking their center went out in the middle of the game, so he got injured, so they rotated another guy in there, and they were moving guys around, and uh, I don't know if anybody's ever played offensive line, but that shit is difficult to pick up, so the Broncos were just making plays on Matt Ryan, who can't move as well. <laughs> He's an older, immobile quarterback, so it was just sack City for the Denver defense for a second, but... Um, oh my god so yeah it was just like a war of attrition out there for a second because like both teams that dudes are coming in another out of the game i think the broncos lost a couple dbs and a and a linebacker and like yeah they lost uh it looked like uh what's it bulls the left tackle it looks like he might have had a, a serious injury so um that was unfortunate news for that team but like goddamn, they're losing everybody left and right as well they uh had an injury, I think, to Jerry Judy late in the ballgame, which brought them in, like, their third or fourth wide receiver. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah. Not to mention Russell Wilson looked like he suffered a a head injury in the third quarter after he threw, like, a ridiculous interception. Like, I don't know what he was thinking there. It looked like he was concussed before the game started (laughs) compared to how he was throwing the ball. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. Apparently, he was dealing with a shoulder injury they mentioned on the broadcast before. But, like, damn, he looked like shit. The, the, the crowd was booing him, like, the whole second half. It, as As a Raider fan, it was very beautiful to watch. <laughs> I was, like, enjoying this. I was, uh, I'm not going to lie if I didn't say I took satisfaction in seeing <laughs> in the fan base turn on them. Because, like, damn, you know their team is down bad uh, when they got to do that, man. What did they, what'd they give them? How much guaranteed money they give them? Like, $150, $180 million or something like that? I gotta look up this this number because it is it is uh (laughs) two hundred thirty million. What was it? What was it? What was it? Um, uh, (laughs) Russell Wilson contract.
0: Let's see. Boom. Two hundred forty-five million dollars. (laughs) Yo. What the fuck, yo? five years 245 bro oh
1: my god yo i understand the situation isn't the best for him he doesn't have a starting running back on his team right now um but like even before then it wasn't looking so hot and it was not necessarily like things that you would attribute to being like okay maybe he's not used to his receivers or whatnot like it was bad bad today he was he he missed, on the last play of the game, he missed, a, like, a wide-open K.J. Hamler on the right side running a rub route. He came open, like, I mean, it's a quick hitter, but he was, like, not even scanning the field. He was staring down Cortland Sutton, and he threw it in, over the middle of the field, and it was in, incomplete. Um, which he was trying to do a couple drives earlier, uh, before the game ended. It was, like, what, 9-6 Denver. So they could have kicked the field goal. I think it was like fourth down play. <coughs> Excuse me. They could have kicked the field goal and gone up by six, which, like, it's not a guarantee, but the Colts were playing, like, horrible also. So it's like, hey, maybe it's not the worst decision. Um, they decide to throw the ball on fourth down, and he throws it over the middle into the end zone, and uh, Stephon Gilmore steps in front of the pass and picks it off and Colts get another chance. They come down, kick a field goal, send it overtime, and then they eventually win the game because they kick a field goal, and then Broncos can't figure it out at the end. But, yeah, KJ Hamler went off. He was, like, so pissed. He threw his helmet on the ground. He spiked it. and He was yelling and all emotion, like, what the fuck? Like, come on, what the fuck? Oh, shit. People roasting Russ like crazy. <laughs> the memes are blowing up already. It's uh, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. Broncos country is not riding right now. <laughs> a little too dangerous there, Russell Wilson. What are you doing, man? Um, I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna lie if I say I didn't feel happy watching this new complete meltdown. Like I don't think anybody else in the country enjoyed watching this crap football game more than I did. <laughs> I was grinning ear to ear, like, <laughs> oh man, it was, it was pretty disgusting to watch. <laughs> I think there was like 15 punts in the game, something ridiculous. Um, what is it? Seven field goals. Seven field goals. <laughs> uh, first to seven. <laughs> Best out of seven field goals. Oh shit. God damn, it's ridiculous. Yeah, dude, the fans were booing them before, like, the end of the game, like, throughout the second half, like, a bunch of bad decisions that <laughs> were being made and a bunch of opportunities they were squandering. And, um yeah, they're doing the crowd shots of people just, like, <laughs> thumbs down in the team and their performance. Oh, my God, that was ridiculous. They were, um oh man, fucking insane. <laughs> People were leaving the stadium before the end of the fourth quarter, right before it was going to overtime. Like They knew that the game wasn't over, and they willingly <laughs> decided to leave. They were like, I've seen enough of this bullshit. Oh, man. And, <laughs> and by the end of the game, when they, they fucked up again on another drive and couldn't get a score, um, and instead of kicking the field goal to tie it, it was like four, four minutes of overtime, under four minutes of overtime left. Instead of kicking the field goal to try to tie it and stop them again, they were like, fuck it, we're just going to go for it. <laughs> he went for it, and he missed that pass that I described earlier that KG Hamler was pissed about. And holy shit, <laughs> I thought we were going to hear the boo birds again. I was waiting for it. I was <laughs> literally sitting on this couch watching the TV going like, where are the birds at? Come on, bring them out. Where's the booze? Where's the booze? <laughs> and I couldn't hear any because then I looked up in the stands, and I realized, Hardly anybody was still in them, bitches. <laughs> they were, they were like, oh man, yeah. Broncos fan might boycott this team. Like this is this might be bad news, man. I think they got enough money to throw at the problem if they really just want to eat their contract and just move on. Um, because it is the the Walton Panther family is like, uh, like ridiculously loaded. Like astronomically more loaded than the second richest owner in the NFL, and it is like not even close. So um they bought the team for four point six five billion billion. That's fucking ridiculous. That is so crazy. Ugh. Oh man. So yeah, I guess they could eat five years, two hundred forty five million to your your quarterback for bringing somebody else. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's the solution for them. <laughs> it it might be as a. Uh, yeah, dude. I thought Russ you I didn't think he was going to finish the game. I thought they were going to bring the backup in because uh as I mentioned before, uh <laughs> in the third quarter, I think it was or like early fourth quarter, Russ drops back on a pass play, um, gets pressured, throws it over the middle, and like not even close to a wide receiver. And he was missing all day with his wide outs. Dude, there was a play that was like one of those like free plays where it's like the uh um they what happened like they called like a penalty or something on the defense and they like sh- shut the play down it was one of those i don't know what, i can't remember what it was but like the tight end kept running his route and russ like threw it to him and he overthrew him so far down the sideline the tight end was like diving to try to get it and couldn't <laughs> it was like way out of frame i was like holy shit dude russ is like off, off. So, but yeah, maybe he just didn't have enough time to recover from the shoulder injury. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, like, damn, he looked bad today. <laughs> and I think the stat was this is the first time ever there's been two quarterbacks who've had four plus Pro Bowl appearances or, yeah, and uh failed to throw a touchdown in the game. <laughs> Seven field goals, man. Oh, dude. Dude, yeah, you're a fan of special teams. You saw a lot of it tonight. So, so well, there you go. Um, Shit, <laughs> this game was ridiculous, man. I, I like. I, <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. I've just talking about this game for like ten minutes straight. But like, god damn, bro. Like, Denver fans got got to be pretty disappointed. Like, even the fact that they're what two, two and three now. There were two, and two coming to the game. Like, it's not the worst record, but like. There's a lot of hype, a lot of hype coming, coming their way. So <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah, it was, oh Man, both teams were like the walking wounded by the end of the game. It was, it was kind of ridiculous to see, but um, yeah, Russ, Russ, I thought he got knocked out. He threw that interception and he was like still in the play, like trying to make the tackle because the DB who picked him off, like made it past, like, a couple people downfield. And so he was, like, towards the middle of the field and was near the play. And a linebacker came up and just, like, smacked him on the block and hit him in the helmet. And he, like, hit on the ground. And it looked like it could have been um, pretty damaging. I don't know. It's These NFL players are trained to take hits and stuff like that. And they've taken hits a lot across their career. But, like... You know, there's uh, a lot of uh, pressure and tension on the NFL right now, considering what happened last week, which we'll get into a little bit later. But, like, God damn, man. Like, So they, took, they put him in the medical tent, and he's sitting in there. And Colts happened to be driving for, like, uh, not a super long time, but, like, enough time where they do the evaluation, they release him from the tent, and then they let him go back into the game. So, like, the backup quarterback didn't even need to, like, take any snaps and play the game. But uh, Russ went back in there and still looked like shit. So, like, <laughs> you can't necessarily stay, say that uh, that was the reason why he played so bad down the stretch. But, like, damn, man, like, it was it was ugly, bro. It was, it was ugly. Melvin Gordon still fumbling the ball all over the place. Matt Ryan fumbling the ball. Uh, they got lucky. Some of their teammates were there. There was a lot of uh, 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 wide receivers and and linemen diving on loose balls that are on the ground tonight. Like it was, it was sloppy, man. There was a ton of penalties, a lot of holding calls, a lot of false starts, offside call. Dude, it was. It was it was disgusting man but i loved it i fucking enjoyed this shit and uh yeah go raiders so yeah that's that's where i'm at that's where that's where my bias is so you already know um (laughs) fucking ridiculous man. oh shit but yeah this is a start of week five uh we can rewind a little bit because we didn't get a chance to recap week four necessarily um lot of crazy action. As always, the San NFL. There's a lot of a lot of things going on, a lot of storylines. Um, so we get right into it. Um, the biggest one, I gotta say, happens to be uh the game that happened last Thursday night between the Miami Dolphins and the Cincinnati Bengals, which resulted in quarterback Tua Tagovailoa sustaining yet another hit injury. It was four days after he had been shaken up and and Knocked out of the game briefly against Buffalo, which uh so a lot of people question at the time they're like, Hey, man, like what's going on um uh, but even more people question it in the context of him getting in the second hit, uh where he kind of got like picked up and like dumped on his head um or, like t- through the tackle kind of thing um as football things like that happen from time to time, but like the the whole medical staff that has like cleared him to play has been questioned. Uh, I know the independent neurotrauma consultant doctor that the NFL hires has been fired, the one who made the decision that he was good uh, to play in, I think, the first game. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe to start the game on Thursday because they review the tape sometimes and will tell people, like, hey, you can't, you shouldn't play. Um but yeah, it's uh interesting, interesting turn of events there. Obviously, we wish nothing but good health to Tua. Um, I know he's probably going through a lot. It was a very scary play because he, um, uh, he had what is it called Fence, fencing response? I guess is my notes say, uh, or uh posturing, uh, two brain responses to trauma. Uh, cause he hit on the back of his helmet on the turf, and so his uh, his arms were like flailed up, but his fingers were looking all like like he was <laughs> like legit like look like he was throwing up like some gang signs or they got mangled or something. At like first, I thought I saw on the replay that he hit his helmet and that he maybe had dislocated some fingers. So like when I first saw it, I was like, oh shit, did he? fuck up his hand that way or something but then you see the replay and you realize it's a response from him hitting his head just and his hands come up and you're like oh damn and it got scary man for that second man so it was that shit was in, in intense that was the yeah that was the big big uh big takeaway from that game was just like god damn man you gotta you gotta be careful when you're out there man. you gotta take everything uh can't take anything for granted, and it is uh yeah, I mean pretty pretty real deal holy field shit out there on the football field, man, like um it's gonna be a big emphasis on player safety, obviously from the n f l moving forward, so I would assume every instance that is kind of borderline or in a gray area is gonna now just gonna be gonna be going on the side of caution, but then again, I don't know, I guess it's gonna be case by case basis like. Tonight I would have assumed Russ wouldn't have just came back in even if it like didn't necessarily seem like the biggest hit. He did take a uh you know, contact to the helmet and uh hit the turf. So you know, that's uh, that's not anything. He was a, he was a little little slow to get up, but not like super like wobbly, I guess. He was just it just took him a second, you know. Which I mean, just naturally off of any hit it's gonna definitely gonna do. So But yeah, we're we're, uh, wishing nothing but the best for Tua. I know he got released from the hospital, and uh, he's entering the concussion protocol. Um, Yeah, they fired their neurotrauma consultant from the game. Um, He did fly back with the team, which I think some people were uh, not necessarily all the way supportive of. I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to withhold judgment there, but... Yeah, from what I heard, anytime you have, like, a brain injury, you don't necessarily want to be flying, changing altitudes, um, because I think there could be some potential swelling there. But I guess they had uh, gotten everything under control. I don't know. I don't know. So, um, or maybe maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. If you're a doctor (laughs) uh, type of way, let me know how how bad i am and how i should not be giving medical <laughs> advice on podcasts uh who am i fucking joe rogan over here like god damn it um i'm not promoting ivermectin but if you want to take it go for it bro i don't know i don't know man i don't know we're giving out heroin needles in places bro. like why not fuck it um <laughs> What's the worst that's going to happen? <laughs> Medical malpractice? practice? <laughs> Not like it's already happening already. Oh, man. Shout out the Sackler family. <laughs> oh. um, What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. NFL week four. Um, speaking of opioids, uh, some of these players are going to definitely need some painkillers moving forward. There was a lot of injuries sustained week four. As I mentioned, Javante Williams, he had an a ACL tear. It looks like he's going to be missing uh Probably a year, maybe upwards of uh, uh, of that, maybe 12 to 13 months or so, 14, who knows. Because um, it was his ACL and LCL, I want to say, that he will be recovering from. So, yeah, that's that's tough. Also, Randy Gregory, who's placed on IR with a knee injury, he's going to miss a minimum of four games. And that came from uh, the games with the Raiders. Um which the raiders finally won i finally got to celebrate on a sunday that was nice that was nice to have uh after a very disappointing and three start y'all heard me here ramble on the last episode about how the season was over so i'm just looking for the little small things if, as always as a raider fan i just want the team to go 500 and uh to say change the schedule that doesn't allow that shit so hopefully they can get right above it so um or right close because I don't fucking, you know, I can't be too picky at this point. The team fucking already kind of set the tone with a lot of disappointing play to start the year. So, I mean, if things turn around, great, but I don't necessarily have the highest expectations at the moment for them. But, um, beating the Broncos is always sweet, as I mentioned. Oh my God. I, t- that was, uh, that was great to, to see. Um, team that thought they had some playoff aspirations. It, didn't look so hot. Um, Mike Boone, shout out. Thank you for the the drops <laughs> that ended the game against the Raiders. Um, yeah, Russ looked better against Vegas, but, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Uh, the Raiders finally did run the ball pretty well. Shout out Josh Jacobs. He had, like, a career day. I think he had, like, 140 yards or something like that, something crazy. So he did very well. Um, controlling the clock, holding on to the football. Um, Devontae scored again, so Devontae's on a nice little streak of games getting into the end zone. Um, trying to think what else happened in that football game. It's been a few days now. Um, the Raiders won, that's what this one really matters. Uh, let's see what else happened here. Um, should we d- dive deep into the stat line? Yeah, 32 23 final. Um, Carlson was hitting a bunch of field goals this year. He missed a PAT though. That was really, really. Uh, I was holding holding my breath. I was like, "Damn, this better not come back to haunt them." But yeah, twenty eight rushes for one hundred forty four yards, two touchdowns for Josh Jacobs. What up? Car only threw for one eighty eight. <laughs> yeah, that's got to that's got to change. Um, oh, Devontae had one hundred one. He didn't. He had nine and one hundred one. He didn't get a touch. Did have one rush for four yards as well. Uh, yeah. The run game, baby. The run game. They also got a uh, a fumble six, I guess, from Amik Robertson. Uh, from a fumble that happened from Melvin Gordon. So thank you, Melvin, for putting the ball on the ground, and uh, Amik did the rest, I guess. There. So that's uh all you need. Uh, there was a London game, New Orleans, and Minnesota. It was a lot of field goals right at the end of the game, so uh, I know a lot of people were on pins and needles early in the morning drinking coffee and over here in the U.S. Uh, especially my <laughs> my roommate who's a Vikings fan, was watching that shit, and it resulted in a, like a sixty-one yard field goal attempt to win it from the Saints, which ended up hitting the cross the upright, and then the crossbar, and then bouncing and then going back into the field of play, no good. So it was pretty crazy. It was this this close to getting over. Somebody would have like put a leaf blower on the football as it bounced over (laughs) off the crossbar. It would have gone over for a good field goal, but it bounced back, and uh, that was kind of cruel there. So, um, yeah, New Orleans they take that L. Uh, Let's see what else. Oh yeah, the New York Giants they survived after losing two quarterbacks. Man, that was kind of crazy. Saquon Barkley was taking a Shots, uh, not shots. He he might be taking shots after the game, but like uh, during the game, he was taking snaps from uh, from the wildcat formation because uh, Daniel Jones is a normal quarterback. He's uh, they got him running around like crazy, so he was moving, but he he had an ankle injury, so he couldn't move no more. So they took him out and they brought Tyrod Taylor in, and Taylor was running the offense for maybe like two or three drives, and then he gets knocked out. And he gets, suffers a head injury and um uh, so yeah they didn't have any very much else to do so it was like the fourth quarter by this point what they ended up doing is they brought daniel jones in so he can get the play calls from the helmet say the play call to the team so they know what they're doing then they'd have saquon in the wildcat and he would just take the snap and just run read option and <laughs> basically the rest of the game and uh it worked they got the victory man so it's uh Shout out to the Giants getting it done any means necessary. Um, It was against the Chicago Bears, so I some people would be like, "All right, maybe not so impressive," because the Bears have struggled a bit and time to time, especially on offense throwing the ball. But uh, yeah, (laughs) Giants—they're like, "We'll one up you. We'll still beat you." So what up, Uh, Giants? Three and one to start the year. All right, all right, all right—not too bad. Uh, let's see here. What else? Oh, yeah. Bills had a nice comeback against the Ravens. Down two touchdowns to start the game. They had down 20 points throughout. They ended up coming back and getting that victory. Um, another disappointing end of the game for Baltimore, I would say. They should have wrapped up a couple more victories. Uh, the one against Miami uh, comes to mind. They were up, what, like three scores in that one? and. Same same thing here. I think they were up 20 to nothing in the first half. And they got a stop on fourth down. And then they kicked the ball to win it 23-20. So, yeah, Buffalo, credit to them, man. They're a team that uh, is definitely still, I think, the favorite to win it all. But uh, super talented, even though they were missing a bunch of guys. I mean, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the... Uh, State of the NFL, man, you're always going to be missing fools, so... Uh, next man up, It's kind of what it is. It is what it is. Sucks, but it is what it is. Uh, let's see what else... What other scores do we have? Uh, Houston Texans losing to the Chargers 24-34. Tw- to 34. <claps> They were in that game for a minute, but uh, yeah. Looks like Kerbert getting a little healthy, so... Chargers might be on the up-and-up. I know Eckler played well in that game, so... Keenan Allen I know they need, so see what happens. Uh oh we had the uh the Seahawks Lions game. Oh my god, forty eight to forty five. That is the uh, first time that score has ever happened in NFL history, but it is the highest scoring game in the NFL so far this season. Apparently the Lions have like the number one offense and they have the thirty second defense <laughs> so far this year. So there's Anytime they play with somebody, they're going to be going up and down the field, um, presumably. So that's pretty much what happened in that game. Seahawks able to get that one. I know Geno Smith looks like he was doing well. So, yeah, Lions only 1-3, Seahawks 2-2. Two and two. Um, Let's see, Jaguars and, and the Eagles. Eagles, this was the game they were down 14 Um Jaguars looking good to start the year. Trevor Lawrence looking pretty uh pretty rejuvenated under like a decent head coach and Doug Peterson. They were up 14-0, but uh the Eagles, man, the Eagles are pretty talented. They come back, get the win 29-21. If we look at the stat line. Let's see how yeah. Trevor Lawrence only did 174, two touchdowns, and interception. Uh Jalen Hurts only threw for 204. He had no touches and an interception. Did have a rushing touchdown, though. Um, let's see here. Miles Sanders, he led the day, though. He had two touchdowns, 134 yards rushing on 27 attempts. And A.J. Brown, he's been balling, still got 95 yards on five catches. Um, Dallas Goddard's solid tight end, too. So, yeah, Philly, they look, they're they're trying to compete. They're looking pretty, pretty gnarly. I think they're only an undefeated team left in the NFL at 4-0. So, we'll see. How they look week five? Um, Jets beat the Steelers, which led to the Steelers benching Mitch Trubisky. So Kenny Pickett, you're up next. So the young rookie, late first round pick, is now starting in Pittsburgh. They announced that he's going to be the starter for us this season. Uh, let's see here, what else we have? Falcons get the victory, twenty three twenty. Uh, Cordero Patterson, who had been their surprising star running back. For the last year and a half I'd say he's uh, had a great start to the game and ended up getting an injury and now he's on IR so Falcons they're going to run the ball they got this Algier guy and this Huntley another Huntley guy I only know these names because I play fantasy and I happen to have Patterson so <laughs> these guys were important for me to try to get Um yeah Browns Jacoby in fourth quarter. I'm sorry. It's not, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough this season. Uh, let's see. Titans beat the Colts 24-17. At that point, it was like, man, Colts are kind of looking disappointed. But, man, two wins against two AFC West teams. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, beating the Chiefs and beating the Broncos. Thank you so much there, Indy. I do appreciate that myself personally. And I know the rest of the Vegas Raiders fan base, the whole Raider Nation is definitely appreciative. I don't know <laughs> why I phrased it that way, but yes. Uh, thank you. Uh, but yeah, they couldn't get it done against Tennessee the week prior. Division matchup. Um, Tennessee was playing for the rest of their season at that point. They're now 2-2. Two and two. And Derek Hanley had a, a good game, had a 114 yards and a touchdown. So yeah, it's been a it's been some sloppy football this season. I don't know what to make of it. Um, Cowboys knocked off the Commanders twenty five to ten. Cooper Rush getting another victory. Dak looks like he's still missing a few weeks. And Cardinals Panthers in the evening that had Kyler Murray in the second half. Man, dude, it's crazy having him as a fantasy quarterback. Cause it's just like. I shouldn't watch the game, but I'm still watching highlights as it's happening and I'm like, Fuck, what's he doing? What's he doing? And then just out of nowhere this dude they just like don't even run plays. And he just goes around and just finds people. And uh it works. I don't know why. I don't know how. But uh I guess they should do that more. I don't know. They <laughs> just start like that in the first quarter, maybe. Play to your strengths. I mean, there's uh argument to be made that should That should be the move there. Uh, And then you had with the Packers, Patriots, Packers 27, Pats 24. That was a sloppy game by the Packers at a pick six. Uh, Brian Hoyer was in the game to start at quarterback since Mac Jones twisted his ankle at the end of the previous game, which was against Baltimore. So Hoyer went in and then he went out. He went in and then he went out. (laughs) because, uh, once again, he got another head injury. Uh, Looked like he's now in the concussion protocol. And the third stringer, uh Ben Zappi, I think he's like a dead-thrown quarterback, something like that. He got elevated to be the backup, and he played most of the game. So uh the zapper was out there <laughs> slinging the rock. And, I mean, considering that they had a third-string running back, Patriots, the rest of the team, played pretty damn well, I'm not going to lie and um kept him in the game i know bill belichick was irate on the sideline for a second <laughs> yelling at the officials uh that's a very good meme if you haven't seen it or just gif i guess or a little clip uh go watch that shit go see him just throw his headset and start talking shit he just started just cursing out this official over some rule, and i can't remember what exactly happened on the field but man uh when belchick goes off like that that shit is just fun to watch because <laughs> yeah that dude is intense he's in that shit um and then we had what kansas city won again 41 31 and then on monday night it was the rams losing to the niners niners oh dude the greatest one of the greatest tackles in nfl history happened against the fan <laughs> there was a somebody who ran up on the field and they had like uh streamers and, and shit and they were like running and the security couldn't was chasing him and the guy started running towards the Rams sideline and the Rams offense was on the field at this time. So they were just chilling, the defenders, and like some dude started running after the guy and then Bobby Wagner came out of nowhere and just went BAM <laughs> and like leveled him. And uh security got it from there. But <laughs> I was like, yo, that was a nasty hit. You do not want to take one uh form tackle from Bobby Wagner, <laughs> former All-Pro Super Bowl winner, so yeah, Hall of Famer, all-decade guy, like <laughs> future Hall of Famer, he's, uh, he's that good, he's that good, but uh, team wasn't that night, so uh, Niners, man, yeah, I guess they're playing good at home, I guess they're figuring it out, dude, Debo, I think Debo won that game basically by himself, man, he made a ridiculous play. Jimmy G kind of overthrew him, caught the ball, juked the defender, uh, cut it up, missed a couple of defenders. Out of the picture frame comes Jalen Ramsey, (laughs) that cornerback, already there to make the tackle. And this fool just trucks him like he was nothing, like he was just freaking thin air, man. He just ran through him like nothing. He looked like uh, a Hollywood glass, like the sugar glass. He just (laughs) ran through him and then just continue to go and just like outran like another guy or two. So it was like crazy. He took on like five dudes on the play and scored a touchdown. So Debo is something else, man. Debo is something else. Um, Let's see. Any other injuries to report on? Um, oh, dude, looks like Brian Robinson, the running back for the, the commanders, the commies, the manders, <laughs> the C words. <laughs> what other, what other terms have I heard? Um, uh, Yeah. Brian Robinson looks like he's now medically cleared to play football. He was on the physically unable to perform this because this man got shot in a carjacking attempt. Uh he got shot two times and uh looks like he's good to go, man. That dude freaking these NFL players are so damn tough, man. <laughs> Guys going through shootings, man. Miles Garrett got into that car accident last week, didn't end up playing this week, which might have made a difference. Um it was only a three-point game, but like Dude wanted to play, and it was still up to game time. So, uh, I mean, even two after this shit, they just the Dolphins just yesterday made the announcement that he was not gonna play <laughs> this week. Like he shouldn't play for a couple months, man. Like it is, it is gonna be uh, interesting to see when that happens when he comes back because uh, there's gonna be a lot of pressure on whatever decision the team makes because it's like. One concussion, all right, you can recover from that, but if you come back too early and sustain a second one, then it becomes um you know things are like multiplied in terms of like the severity of the injury, and so if you get like third and fourth or whatever, multiple concussions past that, then it's like you could start you know talking about like some permanent damage, possibly career ending stuff some people thought that hit that he took. Last week was a career under. You talked depending on which doctor you talk to, so <sighs> yeah. Prayers, prayers for him, prayers for him. Um but yeah, these guys are going through fucking hell and hot water just to play football, man. It is crazy. It's just rough and tumble out there. Um let's see, what else has been happening? In other offseason? uh already said Kenny Pickett gonna start. Uh Raiders gonna sign linebacker Blake Martinez to the team. He needs some help on defense. Um and now we get to some news off the fields. some of this pretty unfortunate some of it scandalous uh let's start with the the wild uh and unfortunate um there's news that there there's a fan tending the game between the jets and the steelers last week at Acrisure stadium which is formerly heinz field over in pittsburgh uh, apparently died after falling from an escalator um Serious stuff, man. It's freaking crazy. Um, not the first time that this has happened at uh, NFL games or just, you know, professional sporting events in general, because uh, there have been people who've fallen off the bleachers before and have passed away. I've heard of a few. I think, what was it? Was it in Houston a couple years ago? I think somebody, that happened to somebody. Um, it's like a couple different places. I can't remember exactly. Um maybe the niners i want to say a few years ago i remember talking about it here on this podcast but uh uh condolences to to that poor fan i've been at certain venues where you'd like take certain escalators and stuff and it can get really steep and you can understand that man if you like fall over here it, it's it could be bad it could be bad news like if you go to crypto.com ak old staples um The elevator is pretty freaking steep to get up to, like, the third, uh, the 300 level, the uh, third deck, I guess, up there, upper deck, and if you have tickets up there, and if you get pretty wasted and, like, just are not careful, you can tumble and fall over there. Like, I've I've been, like, I have, like, a a little bit of a fear of heights at certain places like that, where I just, you can kind of, like, look over, and you can say, like, all right, one false move and something can happen like that. Those kind of situations, I get I try to exude confidence and try to be like uh you know smooth about it. But like inside it sometimes I'm like oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Oh shit. You start getting anxious and all that. The anxiety starts to set in. So like that does happen for me from time to time. But like yes yeah, I mean that, I felt that there. I felt that at the Oakland Coliseum before. If you go before they had the the tarp up on on the third deck over there you used to be able to go up to the very very top and like you look over at the concourse section and you're like holy shit this is just concrete down here man if somebody f- takes one like they could easily just fall right over you know and uh that could be it man so uh yeah there's a couple places you feel that so unfortunate fortunate news there um all right, now let's get to the kind of crazy and insane news. Uh, pretty sure you might have heard about this. If you <laughs> haven't seen the pictures, footage, whatever, the evidence so far, um, yeah, it's so crazy that you 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 gotta look it up. You get, don't believe me? Look it up yourself. But ex NFL uh, All Pro Antonio Brown, ex former clown ass. Raider for a quick minute. Um Antonio Brown, man who has suffered his share of uh C T inducing hits over this over the years. Um most of all from Vontez Berfect who decleted him in that playoff game. Like whew, that was in- intense. Um Yeah. He was in a hotel in Dubai apparently and was just out there. Hanging with this cock out at the pool, uh, open in public and getting all nasty and shit. Um, yeah, it was yo, <laughs> this man is packing a piece. Holy shit! Like, I gotta give respect to respects, dude, but like, goddamn, he can't be doing that shit in public. But like, fuck, <laughs> holy shit. Um, yeah, I was getting freaky with some chick in the pool and stuff like that, and so. It was it was crazy. I don't know if he thinks he could do that shit in international waters. <laughs> I don't know if that's international waters or a pool in a hotel in Abu Dhabi. Uh, or Dubai. What was he in? Dubai, I think. Um, but holy shit. Um, I, I saw online some people were saying that. That was from like months ago. So it might not be recent. But timing's kind of crazy. Um, He'd be acting a fool. He'd be posting memes online. Yo, talking about Giselle. Because she's been in the news recently um has been has been hinted upon previously um it looks like it might be official apparently Giselle Bunchen and Tom Brady have both hired divorce lawyers and now they're kind of settling uh i guess how they're going to split the family up and all that stuff and how that's going to be arranged but uh yeah, so now there's some uh, some discord in the Brady family in the household, so it's uh it's all not uh not so hot over there. <laughs> but yeah, AB posted a picture of him Photoshop holding uh Giselle in his arms like after they won the Super Bowl with Tampa and uh fuck, bro. Like <laughs> this will just stir in the pot. I saw so many memes. Everyone's talking about how Zach Wilson going to shoot his shot at Giselle now. Um <laughs> saw a picture of him do a video of him doing the gritty and shit. I can't I can't do that shit. <laughs> I don't know how to do that shit. Anyway, that was horrible. Um I'm old. I'm old, man. I don't know. I don't know if TikTok dances might not be for me. This might not be for these thirty year old niece, man. This might not be it. Um So yeah. Giselle. Giselle. What's gonna happen, man? I think uh it was the avocado ice cream, man. Maybe it's too much man she's like give me some dairy in my life I need I need a man that can give me that shit (laughs) she she sounded like she was doing prison terms she was talking about I had to live in Boston (laughs) for like a decade (laughs) oh man she's like what she could live in Paris she could live wherever she wanted to Milan London New York Miami she's like nah we had to live in Boston (laughs) in the cold (laughs) this guy wanted to play football (laughs) forever (laughs) Oh man. So yeah, that's a thing now. So that's the rumor mill. That's the that's the four one one. Um and yeah, and I think that's uh that's all the NFL stories we got for you today. Um let's talk some NBA news, man. This is gonna be the NBA season coming up in like two weeks, man. It's already preseason action going on. And yeah, we haven't really talked ball in a couple podcasts, couple episodes, so um get right into it let's see what other nba news we got uh there's got a new there's new cba negotiations happening it's expected to lower the draft age to the age of 18 so it's going to let high school players jump right back into the nba uh currently the situation right now is there's got to be uh you got to be 19 years old or one year out of graduating high school so like some dudes have been graduating early just so they can get there sooner rather than later um so yeah now it's going to be lowered back to 18 like how it was prior so hope so you know maybe we'll see some young prep stars kind of like in the era with the kobe kobe was like 17 um kg i think was also 17 (laughs) those guys are crazy um tracy mcgrady i know he he bypassed college so yeah there's a there's a a lot of all-stars a lot of flops but i mean there's always going to be flops in professional sports and guys who just don't live up to that expectation but you know, that's just that's the nature of the game. So, um yeah. Age lower to eighteen. There was also gonna be what else? What was it thing? Um oh yeah, there's gonna be a mental health designation after the the shit show that happened with Ben Simmons last year. So if you have uh mental health issues, you can go on hiatus for a certain amount of time, I guess, uh as needed. Um so yeah, that's uh that's its own health health uh health diagnosis, I guess, within the league. Um, some other potential changes. G League is going to set a target score for overtime games, so it's going to be the first team to score seven points and OT will win. Uh, the contest. So, who knows? Maybe that'll be adopted in the NBA. Uh, full time. I know they tried it at the All Star game. They had like a hybrid model of of using the um target score. I guess is is what the is how they call it. So. What was it? It was the team who was ahead after the end of fourth quarter, plus 24 points in honor of Kobe. That's the score you need to hit. And whoever gets to that score first wins the game. So they just keep playing. No clock. It's kind of cool. Kind of cool. Feels like more pickup basketball style. Not a pressure to be like going up and down and just like with the the clock, it's like, all right, we just like certain to know how much you got to do. So like certain points in the clock, gets more tense. This way, it's like kind of same intensity throughout every possession. I guess I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of interesting to watch. It's, it was cool. It's cool in the All Star Game. So yeah, we'll see how the it unfolds in the G League, kind of in the overtime games. I guess. Um, more off the court news. Let's see. Nick Young, formerly of the Lakers, uh, formerly of a couple other franchises as well, names former teammate D'Angelo Russell uh, as the NBA player he'd want to enter the boxing ring with. as you may or may not know Nick Young had a prior relationship with the rapper Iggy Azalea and so they were a thing they were together and there was a uh, video that came out of D'Angelo Russell in the locker room talking shit (laughs) and bringing up the fact that he had like some other girlfriends on the side or whatever and that video leaked out to the internet <laughs> somehow and then that relationship with Iggy and Nick Young, Swaggy P and Iggy, eh? a <laughs> They uh they split up because of that shit. So yeah, I'm pretty sure he's still not over it. <laughs> and he says he still want to whoop that ass. So I know a lot of these uh, ex-athletes are getting into celebrity boxing nowadays. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the fight game, but yeah. Um Nick Young still got the smoke. He still got still wants the smoke. Still wants it with the D man. <laughs> so we'll see if that happens at some point. Uh Russell's still playing on Minnesota. He's still uh shooting those lefty three pointers and seemingly not uh performing up to expectations again. I don't know. I don't know. Was he worth all those picks? Who knows? Who knows? This man's been traded a lot in his career. <laughs> I think it's like uh D'Angelo's kind of one of those players, like in theory, you you want better than in in, in practice. <laughs> you're like, yeah, man, it's like a sharp shooting, you know, smooth uh, ball handling point guard who, you know, seems like he's got all the tools. Hell yeah, I'll take that. But then you see him on the court and you're like, oh, there's things that you don't bring every game that you might need to succeed every night and then if, in the NBA. It's like that uh, attention to detail. Maybe they'll want to try to get people open they'll want to be aggressive all the time uh they'll want to i don't know I don't know it's just it's, just, it's kind of up and down the the <laughs> the certain effort on defense I'll say that's one thing um yeah anyway anyway i don't I don't why are we taking down d'Angelo russell The man has earned his money get get your your paper he keep hitting them threes uh contested three pointers um and then I don't know, maybe practice, practice your your fucking throw some hands and shit like that, hit the bag a couple times, maybe you can take it out on Nick Young, I guess. <laughs> um once you're done. Once you're done playing. I don't know. Maybe just retire now, just go into boxing and just start making more money that way. But <laughs> I'm not your financial advisor, your career advisor. So, you know what the fuck. Do what you do what you want to, D'Angelo. Do what you want to, man. Uh let's see. Speaking of the Timberwolves, uh team had issues with Anthony Edwards, their young star. They were quote unquote disappointed in uh the player for anti-gay remarks that he said in a video on his Instagram stories on um September the eleventh last month. Uh I think he called someone at FA whatever. Um <laughs> you can fill in the rest of that Mad Libs. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he said some stuff and then it was just like, oh shit, I shouldn't have said that. And he apologized. But um I think in like generations past, this probably wouldn't have even been a thing and wouldn't have even became a story. It was kind of weird. It was kind of like on the bottom of like the uh, NBA threads on the day it happened. So I was just like, oh, you happen to catch it. And you're like, goddamn. I, does, do I think he has hatred in his heart for people of the LGBTQ community? Probably not. I think it was just one of those uh instances where certain phrases are uttered and it means a different thing but uh still can be hurtful nonetheless to certain people i'll just say that so i'm not the one to to make that judgment since i'm not the one targeted in the slur so you be you you do you but um (coughs) yeah man anthony edwards what is he still like 20 21 something like that so he ain't gonna be like canceled or nothing over this um I, I like yeah i didn't really see it picked up too too much scene but also i guess i'm not plugged into that community <laughs> that much online so um maybe they're over here writing think pieces and whatnot a lot of people have said on the internet i don't know i don't know i don't know i didn't see it i didn't hear it but I did see this story so i was just like holy shit it's weird why am I explaining it to you like this? <laughs> My fucking thought process for bringing this up—I don't know, because I don't have thoughts on this right now. <laughs> it's like I'm like, what the fuck? And also, it happened like a month ago, so I'm just like, kind of forgot about it. <laughs> to be honest, TBH. Um, let's see what else. Torian Prince, uh, also of the T Wolves, got arrested at the Miami Airport on warrant. Um, he was charged with carrying a weapon. He had two handguns. Yeah, it was drug possession because he had weed and a vape pen and apparently half a gram. Weed via a vape pen and half a gram. So, yeah, man's got arrested in Miami last month. I uh, think he's out and I think he's cool now. But, like, yeah, legal troubles for NBA players. What's new? Um, Shit happens. Let's see here. Jason Tatum, he says he played through a fractured wrist last season. Apparently, he hurt it in February versus the Atlanta Hawks, and he re aggravated it in the second round versus the Milwaukee Bucks after Giannis's foul on a dunk attempt. I think I remember exactly which dunk attempt that was because he did come down pretty hard and slap his wrist. It was one of those where it's like he tried to get the ball, and his hand was a little bit higher than Giannis's. So, and Giannis's got big old paws, so he's definitely going to hit him. And I'm pretty sure pretty sure that's what it was, um, but yeah, man, that's a pretty heroic performance, considering he was injured um most of that playoff run because they still had another two rounds to go, but maybe it'll help explain why they flamed out towards the end. I don't know, I don't know, but um, yeah, let's, let's see let's see a healthy tatum through the playoffs this year. let's see if, see if we can get that to happen um yeah, speaking of injuries, though, this is un- unfortunate news. I don't know if, uh, if there's any Chicago Bulls fans uh, out there who are listening, but you already know, uh, unfortunate turn of events for the recovery of Lonzo Ball. He had ACL surgery last year, but it looked like it's just not taking. He's had a couple follow-up surgeries since then. Um, he was out four to six weeks following a knee procedure that was happening uh, last month on the 28th, September 28th. I uh, expected to miss miss a few months after the surgery. Uh, he had surgery prior uh, when the injury occurred last season, and apparently his recovery efforts weren't going very well. He was struggling to get out of bed and move walk around, so it's like, yikes. It's already, it had already been like, what, like eight to nine months since that happened? I think it was like maybe like January last year, February last year when it happened, so... uh, That's a tough one, man. Um, Best of luck to you in your recovery and all that. Who else? Who else? We got uh, another season-ending injury. Um, This one for a player who hasn't even played yet in the league. In uh, Number two overall draft pick, Chet Holmgren. He sustained an injury. He's going to be out for the season. He broke his foot. Um, He was playing at the crossover pro-am event in seattle which is um what's his name uh Jay crossover freaking uh why am i why am i freaking jamal crawford it's jamal crawford it was his uh pro-am event that he throws up in seattle every off season and yeah chet was was playing in the game and just happened to break his foot unfortunate turn of events so he'll be missing the season so there's going to be a lot of attention on Paolo Banquero to win Rookie of the Year. I will say he'd be the front runner, the favorite. Um, why am I blanking on the guy's name for Houston that got drafted? Um, he looks like he he might be he's going to be a good player. But he's going to take a minute. Uh, Keegan Murray he might he might have a chance to produce right away for Sacramento, and if he's good, uh, the team. Can take the next step and hopefully make the playoffs man that's all a mask and just finish in the top 8 bro finish in the top 8 please 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 finish in the top 8 Um, I have not seen the Kings make the playoffs since I was in 8th grade man it has been that long I had hair back then and shit it is bad now like come on sack come on sack I'm praying I'm praying please please do it please do it this year come on come on baby Sabonis come on man Come on, come on, De'Aaron Fox. Take that next level. Take, take it to the next level, man. Just win some games. Win some games this season. Um, Let's see. More injury news, unfortunate. Uh, Danilo Gallinari for the Celtics out indefinitely after he tore his meniscus in Italy's FIBA World Cup qualifying match versus Georgia on um, August the 27th. He was diagnosed with a torn ACL five days later on July the 2nd. Um six days later. Uh and and in July he signed a two year thirteen point three million dollar contract with the Boston Celtics. Uh so yeah, signed signed the contract, went to go play with Italy towards ACL. Uh sad turn of events. Uh looks like they just they're gonna have the second year of that contract to least look out for. But Boston, they were they were looking forward to, to having him there. But um as a result, the team ended up picking up Blake Griffin on a one year deal. So he's gonna try to provide that scoring punch off the bench, I guess. Last year in Brooklyn was it was a little tough for Blake. He might have looked a little long in the tooth there. Uh, stretches. Didn't see the court quite as much as he did uh when he played with uh, when he first got to the squad, I'll say that um because it looked like he was rejuvenated at times but last year it was like i don't know i don't know man this might be his last stop out of the league but he's gonna get another chance to go play over at boston there's a couple guys who are still free agents that are like uh old-time veterans dwight howard i know carmelo anthony so who knows if another team's gonna start kicking the tires on out of those guys uh for next season but um speaking of the euros um our international FIBA competition. There was a Eurobasket, which is one of the bigger international tournaments that, uh, that go on, especially cause there's like a lot of NBA talent getting played between a lot of these top end countries. Um, but yeah, Luka Doncic, he's one of the players playing, uh, for Slovenia. He had a, uh, the best scoring performance in 65 years of the tournament, which is pretty impressive. He had 47 points, seven rebounds, Five assists and four steals in one game. I can't remember who he's playing, playing. It doesn't really matter. Anytime you put up that stat line, I think they're playing only 40-minute games. Like, crap. <laughs> Hats off to you. You're fucking balling, dog. Luka's doing his thing. Um, he might be a problem. He might be the MVP this next season. I think he might be the front-runner betting favorite. I don't know. Giannis is always up there. People are looking at maybe if Tatum can stay healthy if he doesn't hurt his wrist. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. See who's out in front and who's got their teams competing for high seeds because that, that always that always helps with the argument that you have. Um, maybe Embiid. Maybe Embiid has another great year. Jokic's his team is going to be better, but will his stats still be as good? Will will they get better? I mean, can he win three MVPs in a row? It's very rare. Very rare. I think the only three players have ever done that, won three MVPs in a row. I know Larry Bird, I think he was the last one to do it. I think Wilt and I want to say Bill Russell. That's an impressive list of players. <laughs> so if Jokic can do it again, man, shit, man. Serbian's doing work, man. That's some legendary status right there. Um, where were we? Luca, Luca went off. All right, yeah. That man's earning his money. A couple other players who have earned some money. Tyler Hero, the Miami Heat. He signed a new deal. Four years, $130 million extension. $120 million guaranteed. 10 in incentives
0: that he could earn. I feel like this is par for the course now.
1: is he a superstar player not necessarily is he always going to be a starter on your team maybe maybe not so but i think in a few years this is what i've been hearing this is what i've been reading about is that this new cba this new salary cap is going to be astronomical and guys who sign for 20 million a year are going to be steals that's what they say that's kind of crazy to hear But I mean, every generation that shit just keeps bumping up, bumping up, bumping up. So, I mean, people kind of gawk at Russell Westbrook making 47 million. But there's going to be some guys that are going to make like 50, 60, 70 million potentially in the next five to 10 years. So it's like, whoo, this shit just numbers keeps jumping up, man. Keep jumping up. It's crazy. Yeah, that happened. Let's see what else we got. We got Memphis Grizzlies. They signed Stephen Adams to a two-year, $25.2 million extension. Uh, Another team down south, the New Orleans Pelicans. They ink Larry Nance Jr. to two years, $21.6 million extension. Nance played pretty well down the stretch. You know, you know, solid big man getting some money. Uh, As I mentioned, Blake Griffin signed the deal with the Celtics. Um, We had a trade. Uh, Rockets getting Derek Favors. Ty Jerome, Mo Harkless, and Theo Maladon, along with a second round pick in 26, um, and cash from the Thunder for David Nwaba, Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, and Marquise Chris in the eight player swap. So I guess the best player in that deal is Favors, I guess. Still, 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 maybe Mo Harkless as well. So I don't know. Did Houston get better? Houston get better with this deal? I think they might have, but. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the Rockets are trying to do. They still got young, young core. So, do they really need all these guys? Maybe not, but maybe that's the veteran presence they need in the locker room. I don't know. I don't know. What else? um Oh, yeah. New news just came out yesterday, last night, actually. Uh, apparently, there's a rift going on between. Uh, A couple players in the Warriors locker room, which is kind of uncharted territory. This is a team that usually has a lot of shit, you know, sewn up and buttoned up and everything. All the issues that they have, they keep it in-house. They kind of hold it down. So it looks like there's some drama maybe. Uh, Apparently it's between Jordan Poole and Draymond Green. Apparently there was an altercation that happened. They got into it. Um, From what I read, the altercation stemmed from a disagreement involving uh some contract negotiations so i don't know who was on the 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 the, who started that shit because draymond says he thinks he deserves to be played as a max player and it looks like jordan Poole signed his deal so he's getting some some money getting paid so i don't know if it was Poole kind of stunting on draymond saying like i got my money i don't know if there's enough room for you over here homie like what's up like what's happening but <laughs> I don't know I don't know that the Warriors could discipline him as well since he got a physical altercation he apologized to the team this morning before the practice and then just went home <laughs> I think Steve Kerr kicked him out uh, so yeah the, I think the, the quote I read today was like uh, yeah distance is good sometimes <laughs> and the reporter asked him why he, like, where was he at or why he wasn't there yeah, sometimes distance is good. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, we'll see. We'll will Draymond punch somebody this season. I don't know what are the odds. I might bet that. I mean, he's got into it with KD. You can yelling at him and shit like that. <laughs> man, he's pissing off all these guards, man. All these uh, all these wing players like, I'm going to handle this. I will run the ship. I will get you the rock when you need it. And you're like, man, bro, Like, let me cook, bro. Let me cook. I'm trying to start this pool party. What's up? What's up? What's up? But yeah, little tension there for the defending champs. Will it be the thing that uh, ultimately does them in? We shall see. We shall see. When they got to run a uh, Jordan Poole, Draymond Green handoff situation, Are they? are they going to be... Some feelings of resentment between each of the guys?
0: I don't know. Can, can they coexist?
1: No, Draymond's always been known to be somebody to push buttons, man. Maybe he's pushing too many after a certain time. Sometimes you're on your course, but um, it would be crazy to see that the, the trio of Clay, Steph, and Draymond be broken up. Just because they've been there so long. They've been there together. And it's like every time all three of those guys are together and they're healthy, it's like they got a chance for a championship. And it's just, that's just the facts. That's just what they've done in their career. So they're either like in the conference finals, in the finals, winning finals. I think they got, what, they got
0: four now? Curry's got four. So this is what it is, man. Yeah, when he tore his ACL against the
1: Raptors, that was pretty devastating for Clay. That was that was a nasty blow. So it was nice to see him get back on the court this last season. I know he didn't play up to his potential, but like, who knows? Maybe another year he comes back and he's uh, he's got better numbers. He's got his legs under him, and maybe his percentages go back up to where they were before. But um, there has been some talk about hey, maybe one of these guys ends up leaving town, and. I think the odds would be in the favor of Draymond possibly moving on. They there's talk that maybe Detroit in the past, since he's a kid from Michigan, that maybe he'd want to go back over there. But that comes with its own ball of wax, you know. A lot of players they don't necessarily want to be playing in front of their hometown teams and what or, you know where they grew up, as you know, you get a lot of scrutiny, you get a lot of pressure, and there's always that attention. That's on you, even if you're not necessarily like the star player. Still, still, still considerable. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Last NBA story of the offseason. I don't know if you guys have been following <laughs> this crazy saga, but uh, I think we got to say RIP to Jimmy Butler's dreadlocks. Uh, those extensions are no longer. <laughs> the extended warranty has been finished. <laughs> you are no more coverage on his scalp from that uh I don't know if you guys saw the video people were roasting him for a second in the comments he he got a hair change he's typically a guy who keeps it high and tight on the or tight on the side and will have it braided up top um or just have like uh you know just like a little longer up top or whatever a little uh not like not quite an afro but just a little bit up there um sometimes he gets it you know braided down it's kind of how he had it last season so yeah uh, there's a video of him he's undoing the hair and he has it you know all out and then out of nowhere <laughs> the hair is way longer and it's like well you got extensions put in and then it got like put in a dreadlock or he got like his hair braided and then put in a dread dreadlock extension it was <laughs> i can't even- i shouldn't be- i shouldn't be explaining it. lord knows i should not be explaining it. <laughs> his hair situation but like yeah he had his extensions put in for some dreads and everybody was like yo this bro skipped hella steps in the process to get his shit locked uh, locked in like that but um, yeah so he had the dreadlocks for a second and he had them uh, during I guess the first couple of preseason games and I think they showed him on the bench today even though he didn't play uh, he did not have that long of hair so I think the dreadlocks are gone, so RIP to the dreads. Um, kind of weird, <laughs> kind of an interesting choice there, Jimmy. If uh, if I'll say so myself. But um, who am I to hate? Who, <laughs> do whatever the fuck you want to do with your hair, because that's what I'm doing with mine right now. Um, I don't have too many options. <laughs> it's uh, I'm growing growing it out for for a role that i'm trying to do i'm trying to see if i can pull off but like it is not not so hot people ask me like mario why you shave your head it's like because look at this look at this shit look good I don't I don't look the best <laughs> but yeah yeah a couple more weeks of this and yeah <laughs> uh words <laughs> Uh, i don't know how much i want to talk to you guys about that yeah, i think so. we'll, we'll keep the secret we'll keep the secret so like we'll let you I'll let you guys fill it in um put it in the chat put in the comments where you think uh i might be dressing up as for halloween <laughs> i'll just leave it at that um what else is happening let's talk baseball news there's been a lot of a lot of craziness going on this season a lot of milestones um some storylines heading into the playoffs but uh not everybody made it all the way through the season, so we'll, we'll we'll talk about a couple guys who had their season cut short. We had Joey Votto; he had rotator cuff surgery a few months back. Brandon Belt; he had knee surgery. Looks like he's still trying to keep on playing for next season, of the veteran with the Giants. Um, I if if it is the the end or whenever the end comes for Brandon Belt, thank you. I you I think your career is like a lot more um uh impressive than I think what. I might have initially anticipated there, you know, he was like, highly touted taught a prospect, then came up and had some numbers, but then had some like, ah, can he be a superstar kind of lean you know, on thing? Maybe not. And, but he's consistent, solid played, played a lot. And he actually had like a career year last year, which was kind of crazy. So, um, not so hot this year for the giants though. So hopefully they can step it back up. Um, they had like 107 wins last season. That was freaking unreal. This year, not so much. Not so much. Um, uh, speak. Let's keep it in the NL West. The Dodgers, the Walker Buehler, he had Tommy Zahn surgery for the second time, so he's not going to be able to make it to the playoffs this year for them. Uh, <laughs> this was a funny story. Uh, Raldis Chapman of the New York Yankees, uh, he was placed on the injured list with an infection that was caused by a tattoo that happened two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and he was uh, under a lot of scrutiny because he was not holding down leads for the team like he used to be able to so um, team has gone elsewhere I'm trying to think who's who's,
0: who's saves leader for the Yankees um, saves leader for Yankees oh no this year not all time career uh it's the Yankees closer. Is it still Chapman? No, Clay Holmes. That's what it was. Um Oh now they they had Clay Holmes. He's dealing with shoulder injury. Damn. Who's gonna pitch for them? Who's gonna pitch for them? Dealing with the shoulder strain. Closer oh yeah, so they're going closer by committee, I guess. Yeah, I guess they're just going for the matchups and seeing what works. I'm not familiar <laughs> with their bullpen,
1: but yeah. They uh they keep it moving, they keep it moving there. So you going on the edge list cuz of a tattoo. I don't know if that sounded that sounds like fake. That sounds like fabricated and like they were just trying to find something to get him uh off the roster so they could just you know, try to put the best team out there but like that fucking sucks, Rawlins Chapman. You're you've gotten tattoos before, man. So like, I don't know. I don't know if I should blame him. You should blame the tattoo artist. I don't know if you got to get a refund on that tattoo, or what. I don't know if the dude is it, is it getting affected? Actually, like affect the
0: ink and the artwork and how it's gonna look. Is the skin gonna heal correctly? I don't know. <laughs> is that does that really?
1: really affect being able to play baseball I don't I guess I guess so I guess so I guess you can't be
0: I mean he wears sleeves I don't know where was it where is the tattoo where was the tattoo let's see here
1: what else what else um man I feel like I haven't talked baseball in a minute so these are all old as shit uh Verlander was on the injured list a couple months ago Scherzer was on the injured list he's back now he had an oblique injury Julio Rodriguez was on the injured list. He's back, too, for the Mariners. Let's see. Spencer Strider for the Braves. He came back uh, oblique strain. All right. Yeah, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Let's talk Let's talk uh, historical moments that's happened. Uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals, let's start with them. Uh, Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina, they set the record for most starts as a battery mate. They had 325 games together, 325 starts. Um... And this was done on September fourteenth, so I think they finished with a few more uh to end the season uh Wainwright also pitched out of the bullpen a couple years. he was their closer for a little bit, so very versatile pitcher, one of the best arms of his generation statistically, if you look at it, and him and molina always uh uh they always looked like they were on the same plane Ben uh, yadi. Yadi looked like he was on the same page as everybody because he was just that good. He was just that amazing of a catcher throughout his career. I think a lot of people say with like ultimate kind of teammate type of dude. So Yachty, man. That yet future Hall of Famer deserves all the credit and respect. Um, he's going to retire after this season. Wainwright, they don't know. But uh, the other legend who's on the team for this season. Albert Pujols, man, he's going to retire as well and it was a question as to how he was going to do this year because he was on the precipice of hitting a couple big big milestones, but it looked like he was pretty much able to accomplish what a lot of people thought was maybe impossible and this man got to 700 home runs, man. He had a uh, He's had a lot of a lot of uh uh Big, big moments along the way. So, like, for instance, he set the record with uh, uh, homering off of 450 pitchers. At the time, he had 694, and this was on August the
0: 29th. Um, <laughs> he passed... Um, yeah, man, he got all the way to 704,
1: I want to say. So he got to pass... um He's like a fourth all time, fifth all time. I think he's like,
0: who's at seven hundred? Like Hank Aaron, uh, Barry Bonds. Who else? I think, uh, yeah, Babe Ruth is up
1: there, six eighty six. Hold on, let me let me look at this all time. All right, boom, 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 boom. Home
0: run kings. Home run leaders. Boom. Yeah, Bonds, Aaron, Ruth. Ruth got seven fourteen and now it's Pools. Seven oh three. I thought he was at seven oh four. Seven oh three. Yeah, he finished the season
1: hitting a home run in his last game too. So he had like six home runs through the first half of the season. He had like eighteen down the stretch. So he's he caught a hot streak. I saw today he said he was considering retiring in June, and he would have not been able to hit some of these milestones, which would have been kind of crazy because uh, his run to seven hundred, he was getting a lot of praise and a lot of attention for that. So, but also the team, the Cardinals themselves, they're uh, they're still winning, man. They're, they made the playoffs, so. They're still in it and he's got a chance to continue on with the with the season. But uh he's not the most prolific home run hitter this year. No, not by a long shot. Even though props to him for his whole career, he's been bona fide superstar since he came up pretty much. I mean, playing all over, coming up in the outfield, playing first base, um, DHing now that's the DH is in the NL, pitching a little bit this season. Even too, I mean Albert, he's done a, he's done a lot. He's <laughs> mop up duty pitcher. But yeah, we got to give our hats off once again to the home run king for the season and one of the greatest home run seasons of all time to none other than Linden High School's very own Aaron Judge. Shout out to the 209 once again. Yeah, Aaron Jones hit 62 home runs this season. He broke the Yankees record. He broke the AL record. And for a lot of people, he broke the non-steroid record. (laughs) So (coughs) depending on how you look at that, how much merit you want to give to that, it's either a real big thing or it's not that big at all. But the man demolished the competition in comparison to where he's at. I think he hit like 20 home runs more than the second place person. I think it was Kyle Schwerber (laughs) or like 18 more, 16 more. Yeah. He was like, he had like a 20 home run lead at a certain point. It was, it was crazy. Um, which was like, I think third or fourth all time difference from first to second in terms of like most home runs. It's it's like lap in the field, man. It's crazy, man. Um, there was a lot of attention the last couple of weeks as he was chasing down the record. He was getting up to to 60 home runs. And uh <laughs> they they had his mom and like Roger Maris Jr. were following him around for like a week and a half trying to figure out you know where he's going to be. Well, they they played a bunch of home games and he didn't hit a lot of home runs. Uh or any <laughs> for a long stretch. He got he got cold for like about a week and a half and he wasn't getting good pitches to hit too. You could tell a lot of pitchers didn't want to become part of history. So uh eventually he got a pitch to hit over in Toronto. I think it was like in off a relief pitcher, like in the seventh inning. Um and uh yeah, something like that. Anyway. So yeah, he hit the home run in Toronto tied the record hit 61 and then he hit 62 over in uh arlington against the rangers uh the last series of the season so um congrats are in order to aaron judge you have uh definitely earned yourself a fat contract this offseason the man bet on himself he said uh you're gonna offer me this much i think i'm worth more and i'm gonna go out and earn it because i'm gonna be a free agent after the end of the season and if you guys don't want to pay me somebody else is gonna pay me so congratulations Aaron and judge um come to san francisco boy come to san francisco yeah you want to turn the giants franchise around i know you grew up a giants fan bro come on man come on dude come on dude come back to the bank come back to the bank that would be dope that would be dope um yeah, I know a lot of Yankees fans are probably going to be like, "Yo, we just got to empty out the bank, man. Give him the push, the dump truck out, and just give him all the cash that he wants." Because like, dude is insane. <laughs> Center fielder that's like six seven and just mashes like that is just, just like video game character. Dude, these MLB, these new MLB superstars are like video game characters, man. Like Shohei Ohtani is like the new pitching hidden
0: do-it-all player that I don't know if we've ever seen a guy. He was uh, (laughs) top
1: five in, like, ERA and, like, strikeouts and a whole bunch of statistics pitching. And then is, like, really good with the the bat, too. Hit, like, 30-plus home runs, I think, this season. So, like, dude, what the hell? Does it all. And then, yeah, Aaron Judge is, like, a freaking – superhero comic book character <laughs> behind the plate man just so much bigger than everybody and it's just like man it just looks effortless when he hits it hits it deep hits it like over 450 you're like man this is crazy this dude mashes it so yeah he uh passed babe ruth passed roger maris and he is now the all-time yankees single season home run leader so congratulations man congratulations Um <laughs> it's so crazy. I got to follow him since he was in uh middle school pretty much, man, cuz my cousin he went to to high school, middle school with him. He grew up kind of the same group of friends, small little farming community, Linden. And uh yeah, got to like compete against him like playing basketball. He played basketball, football and baseball, three sport athlete there in high school. And got to play against him in basketball a little bit. Never did football. He was I think he was on varsity already by the time I was – we played. I think we only played my freshman year. Played against a couple buddies that I knew that was on that team, but not a lot. So, I mean, uh, um, yeah, <laughs> crazy, crazy. Um, yeah, man, Ad- athletes coming out of the 209, man. Got to give them respect. Got to give them love and uh, props to the Judge family and uh, for, uh, raising a seem- seemingly – Amazing kid. Uh son, I guess. And uh Yeah, man. all new home run leader, man, for the AEL. That's Sixty-two. I think that's like fifth all time now. Something like that. because it was like Barry Bonds, he got 73. We've got um was it McGuire? 70 70? 70 even? 69 something. And then Sammy Sosa had like a 68, so it was like a 70-68. He had a season with 66 also. And then maybe, am I missing somebody? Am I missing somebody that somebody else had 60? There's only like, I think four players have ever hit 60. I think that's what it was. So, so Maris, or over 60. I don't know. <laughs> now I got to look at this. Now I got to look this up.
0: Uh, MLB, single season, home run leaders. Boom! Yeah, Bonds, Maguire, seventy. Oh yeah, Maguire hit seventy sixty five also. That's what it was. So sad.
1: Sixty six in ninety eight, sixty four in oh one, and sixty three in ninety nine. And none of those years he led the league <laughs> in home runs because <laughs> uh, Bonds or Maguire beat him in those seasons. Yeah, dude roids are ridiculous <laughs> the Royd arrow is insane dude so yeah <laughs> yep and then aaron judge 2022 man so that's uh it's very impressive man uh, Ruth, maris judge sosa mcguire bonds six guys have ever hit 60 home runs so that's an exclusive ass club man that's uh on baseball, they love their numbers. They love their history and all that shit. But, yeah, that's you got to give your hats off. Hats off. Little hats off. Little hats off, man. Air Judge, get that money. Get
0: that money, baby.
1: All right, let's keep it moving. A um, couple other cool statistical occurrences that happened in MLB this season. We had Mike Trout. He homered in seven straight games on, uh, what is this, uh, September the 12th. He was one shy away from tying the record. But, yeah, dude had a home run every game for a week. Man, that's impressive. Uh, Let's see. Spencer Strider, rookie pitcher for the Braves, broke their uh, record, the team record, with 16 strikeouts versus the Rockies on September the 1st. Uh, Let's see. Dylan Cease almost threw a no-no. He had uh, two outs in the ninth inning on two days later, September the 3rd. But uh, the Twins, Luis uh, Arraes, who ended up being the batting champion this year, he broke that up with the hit. So uh, close no-no, almost no-no. Uh, also, there was a combined no hitter for the Twins on this side. They're on the other end of the spectrum. It was rookie Joe Ryan pitched six innings of uh, no-hit ball with 106 pitches. And reliever Giovanni Moran came in. Uh, there was one out in the ninth versus the Royals, and they, uh, Casey was able to get the hit, so there you go, there was another close no-no, uh, close call, we also had Max Scherzer, he got pulled during his perfect game in his return from the injured list on September 19th, he got his 200th career win as a Met to clinch the playoff spot in the game, so, um, yeah, obviously <laughs> if he had been healthy, I'm sure they would have let him go. They I think Scherzer was like the the pitcher in the MLB who saw the third the lineup around the third time the most. Cuz a lot of these pitchers will go a few innings, you know, go through the lineup twice, but very few are able to get through it a third time and uh have the trust from their manager to to go deep into games, but he's he's a veteran and this guy's is- let him go, bro. <laughs> but uh, I would be mad if I I got pulled and I was throwing a perfect game or no hit ball. But if you're coming off the injury list, that's definitely a different thing because you got to be a little bit more concerned, um, especially for the Mets because the Mets were, at that time, the number one team in the NL East, and they were looking to, to make the playoffs, but uh, still did. But, you know, got to make sure you're healthy for the postseason, so that's important. I understand. I understand. I get that. Let's see, uh, Shohei Otani. He came within four outs of a historic no hitter on September the 29th versus the A's. So, yo, if Otani would have been able to throw no no. That would have been pretty legendary. But glad it didn't happen against Oakland. So, go A's, go A's there. Um, let's see, got some play playoff teams here. Dodgers. They clinched playoff spot early. They were the first team to clinch on September 12th. A uh, had to wait a day to celebrate it was like a weird thing there was like a a counting error and on mlb's part so they just won the next day and then they celebrated again i guess i don't know i can't remember um this has been so long it's been so long let's see they uh yeah they won their ninth nl west title in the last 10 seasons it's crazy to think that the giants last season were the only team that to beat them in the last decade man that is crazy dude since Magic Johnson bought the team. This team has been a fucking force, man. So they—they've uh, or Magic Johnson and who else was the freaking main owner? Whoever the he's part of the ownership group. Who's it? Dodgers? The fuck, Caston's Dodgers owner? No, Mark. No, Todd. Todd Bowley. That's right. Guggenheim Baseball Management Umbrella.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, hold on, no, no, no. Who owns the Dodgers right now?
1: No, I'm reading, hold on. Confusing, it's confusing. There's a lot of people here. List of the Dodgers owners and executives. Yeah, man, they've been fucking killing it. Yeah, Stan Caston. I think Stan Caston is like the majority owner, like the guy who has the most mu- amount of shares in the team, I think. Yeah, ten years, man. They've they've on the team
0: for ten years. Um boom, 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 boom. who else is in here? Who's in this picture?
1: Robert Patton, Stan Caston, Mark Walter, Magic, Peter Goober. Oh yeah, I forgot Peter Goober.
0: The <laughs> freaking owner of the
1: Warriors. Jesus Christ. Top Bowley. Top Bowley, the new owner of Chelsea FC. Dude, freaking money, bro. The freaking Dodgers are just rolling in it right now. So, yeah, they got the money to bankroll the team, and they've been steamrolling through the division, man. So, Giants, bro. That's what you got to do to compete, bro. You got to bring in that Aaron Judge, bring in some, some more pitch and depth, and then let's go. Let's start rocking again. Let Doval do his thing. Get Logan Webb going. Got some pieces. We'll see. We'll see. It's going to be
0: tough. It's tough, man. What, nine division championships? One ring? Is it just one? One ring? I think they would. Three World Series appearances?
1: Four? Three? Three? Four? Three, four? Four. Yeah, they've been there. They've been a force, though. Um, Who else is clinching? Astros. They beat the Rays on the 19th. They got an AOS division in uh, back-to-back seasons under Dusty Baker. They got home field advantage throughout the ALCS. Yanks got the number two seed. For Houston, this is the fourth time of winning 100-plus games in the season in the last six years. So, I mean, they've been holding it down on the AL side. Yankees, or excuse me, the Dodgers have been doing it on the NL side the last few seasons. So they've been, they've been problems, man. They've been problems. Um Speaking of problems, the defending champs, the Atlanta Braves, they clinched the fifth straight postseason berth on September the 20th. And they clinched their fifth straight NL East title two weeks later on, 10th, on um, October 4th. Dude, they were 10 and a half games back at the start of June. And they were seven games back on August 10th. So this team went on a heater. They went on a hot streak. And they were able to catch the Mets, man, the freaking New York Mets roller coaster ride of a season has <laughs> got their fan base kind of on edge as uh, they made the playoffs. They still got to play in the wild card rounds. they'll be playing the Padres, but um yeah, considering where they were and how big of a lead they had in the division, it's like pretty disappointing that they are even in that situation but I mean if you're a Mets fan you got to be happy the team in the playoffs though man because it's been a while it's been a while for you guys it's been a few seasons so um, once you get into the tournament you never know and catch, catch a hot streak and then get it going alright who else clinched uh, Cleveland Guardians they got their first AL title since 2018 the Yankees got the AL East for the 20th time in franchise history Cardinals win the NL Central for the 5th time in 10 years and Blue Jays got a wild card spot. Mariners got a first postseason berth since 2001 with a pinch hit walk-off home run from Cal Raley on September the 30th, so that was a pretty momentous occasion for Mariners fans. They have not been able to taste the postseason since a one, what is that, 21 years, so fortunate distinction now belongs to my favorite basketball team, the Sacramento Kings as a team that has not made the playoffs in the longest amount of time. Like I said earlier, they haven't made the team. The team has not made the playoffs since I was in eighth grade, bro. That is a long-ass time. That is a long-ass time. It is, we're going on like 16, 17 years. So, 05, 06, 06. Damn, man. Damn, man. There are people in high school now
0: that weren't even born. The last time the Kings made the playoffs. Think about that, man. Think about it, man. That's crazy. Mm. All right, who else? We got the Tempe Rays. They got a wild card spot. Padres got a wild card spot.
1: Billy's got their first postseason birth since 2011. And uh, that's the whole playoff field there for the NL. A um, couple other moments that happened this year. Dusty Baker, he joined an exclusive club as one of four managers to lead teams in both leagues to 100-plus wins. So he was able to do it in the NL, now doing it in the AL. Uh, he joins Sparky Anderson, Whitey Herzog, and Tony LaRusso. Those are some Hall of Famers. And looks like Dusty's probably going to join them. Right now, he... Does not have a World Series championship yet. Got a chance this season again. Um, not saying I'm rooting for it, but uh, I really enjoyed <laughs> when he managed the Giants back in the day. That shit was fun. That uh, was a fun, fun team. Um, <laughs> a lot of drama, <laughs> a lot of craziness, a lot of, a lot of the, the probably extra testosterone flowing that the T was running heavy uh, back in one and O two. So yeah, Dusty. Dusty getting it done. The Rays made MOB history with an all Latin lineup on the Roberto Clemente day. That is on September the fifteenth. Uh if you do not know, which uh was pretty cool, pretty dope. All Latino lineup from pitcher, catcher, everybody, whole infield and whole outfield. EH as well, too. So that's just uh I'm pretty sure other teams could have done that in the past, but they—I think they just went out of their way. It's just like it's a couple of positions. Sometimes you'd be like, "All right, maybe, maybe not," um, but yeah, like at least traditionally in the past, sometimes. But I don't know. It's a lot of I don't knows for me <laughs> this episode. You gotta be confident what the fuck you're saying. It's just late, and I'm just talking my shit. Talking my shit. All right, we'll finish with these baseball news, and then we'll baseball news, and then we'll get into some other shit next week. Um, we'll say we'll save the heavy shit. We'll save the heavy world news for next week, man. I'm uh, gonna have uh, <laughs> gonna have some guests on the podcast coming up soon, so stay tuned for that. Uh, this Saturday, tune in, tune in, tune in. What up, analysts? How we doing? How we doing, son? Uh, thank you for tuning in. It's, uh, but yeah, baseball season. Post-season is underway there. Postseason's underway. We're doing it. Um mm, mm, mm. let's see here. Let's see here. What's the what's the what's the schedule looking like? What is the schedule looking like? Like I said, what was it? Padres are playing the Mets. I think the that leaves what is it? Uh the other two wild card teams with so St. Louis and Philly. They're gonna be playing each other. And then the two teams that have the bye are the
0: Dodgers and, um, who am, I, who am I blanking on? Who am I blanking on? Uh, oh, and the Braves in Atlanta. In Atlanta. So,
1: um,
0: yeah, 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 that's it, that's it.
1: And then on the AL side, we got Tampa Bay and Cleveland. Cleveland, this is for you. Toronto, Seattle. And the two teams with
0: the buys are the Astros and the Yankees. So there we are. We'll see what happens in the playoffs. Um, Best of luck to your teams if you're in there. If you're in there.
1: all right, well, we got some, let's see. I'll end, it, I'll end
0: it with just some contract news here. Uh, Let's see here. A couple guys got paid. Uh,
1: Speaking of the Mariners, we're talking about them break, breaking their playoff streak. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, he might be their new good luck charm. He's their, their young up-and-coming superstar. He got a long-term extension worth $210 million guarantee over 12 seasons which uh, the last two, there's two more years at a club option. So he could have a 14 year contract with the team. That's fucking ridiculous. He could make over $400 million over the life of that contract if he hits incentives and he will have a no trade clause. So it looks like he's going to be up there in uh, Seattle. I'm almost going to call it Petco. What is that shit called? Petco Petco's in fucking San Diego. Um, T-Mobile was well, Safeco. It used to be Safeco. T-Mobile stadium, whatever. He's going to be up in Seattle. He's going to be up in Washington for a minute. Um, They also locked up the pitcher that they traded for the trade deadline, Luis Castillo. Signed a five-year extension worth $108 million. Player and club options in 2028. And he's got a no-trade clause for the first three years. So, a couple of players that will be sticking around on that team for a minute. Um, Let's see. Shohei Ohtani, he got a, uh, a one-year extension. He's going to avoid arbitration, so they don't have to go to court about this. But he's going to be making $30 million for 2023. And after the season, he will be a free agent. So either the Angels might move on from him because the team is now up for sale or maybe they you know sign up to a long-term deal. We saw the Washington Nationals give up on Juan Soto because he couldn't come to an agreement on an extension and the team also was going to be up for sale too. So it's like, will that happen again? I don't know. I do not know, but that's something to monitor because Shohei. I mean, that's like once more than once in a generation. This is once in a century kind of talent, kind of dude. <laughs> Japanese Babe Ruth, bro. Look, it's the numbers he put up this year, as we mentioned earlier, come razor, um, let's see here. Giants signed Wilmer Flores to a two-year, thirteen million dollar extension, third-year player option um one guy who's not going to be on the team <laughs> zach littell I think um they, he, his pitcher got demoted uh last month after he had a mound exchange with the the uh the manager <laughs> he was like man what the hell are you taking me out for what the fuck he started talking shit on the mouth uh as before he left the game like if you Got words to say, dude in the dugout, man. And now with the cameras on you all the time. So he uh he had that he said that shit and K was just like, I'll I'll talk to you in the in the in the dugout or I'll talk to you in the locker room. And so they went back and then uh said some words and he was they were pretty heated and then the next day that guy was gone. So he got cut from the team and he is no longer. So <sighs> Don't mess with the king. Don't mess with the boss, man. <laughs> don't mess with the guys. who uh Control's your uh your destiny there, man. Come on. Speaking of guys getting released, the Oakland Athletics released uh shortstop Elvis Andrews in the following year of his $120 million deal. He's slated to earn $17 million for this season. Um another Ace player. Uh their catcher, Steven Vogt. He announced midway through the season that he was retiring after 10 years in the big leagues uh he did have his last game of his career yesterday two days ago on tuesday and uh it turns out he hit so to start his career he hit a home run in his first at-bat in his last at-bat of his career he also hits a home run (laughs) he got announced by his kids too and it was a big touching moment there so um steven vote he's a, uh, he's a gamer man he's uh, the veteran and that dude who was just uh, always out there working he's had years that he was an all star he had years that he was struggling barely making an MLB roster bounced around a bit I know he was on the, the Diamondbacks I think Pittsburgh also as well besides the athletics but uh, yeah that was uh, he's always a fan favorite A's are always keen to bring in those guys back even if they let him go before, so like that was cool to see him there, finish his career there in Oakland. Even if hardly anybody showed up to the games to see him there. Um, speaking of no fans in the stadium, man, I don't know if you guys saw this this news a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, there was some fans who got caught giving and receiving uh, a blowjob at the Oakland Coliseum during a game. Uh, it was up in like the, the upper section, and uh, they shit went viral on the web <laughs> the bay area memes pages were blowing up with that shit dude just like a, a couple of days later there was a video that i saw of some dude he posted on his like stories or his snapchat or something or tiktok or some shit where he was uh snuck into one of the 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 press boxes and or into the private box not the press box that would have been crazy but he, he snuck into one of the private boxes the vip suites and was just chilling in there had a backwood on him and you see him light the backwood in the video, sit there, smoke the backwood, cut to he's got a roach of the blackwood. <laughs> if you've ever smoked the backwood, you know that motherfucker was in there for like 30 minutes at least, like 20, 30 minutes. The dude is out there sitting there chiefing, man. I'm like, damn, bro, like, can, can we buy tickets when so you can do that shit? Can you, you just fucking roll up a wood and just like burn it down out in the outfield? Freaking private boxes, some nachos and hot dogs and shit like that. Get you some beer on tap or something. That'd be dope. I'd pay extra to do that shit. I mean, they already have, like, uh, most of the outdoor venues some are back in the day, I'd say. Maybe less so nowadays. But they used to have little sections where you can go smoke and stuff like that. I think they had that at the L.A. Coliseum. So, like,
0: just make that weed smoking section too, man. Come on, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Not that hard. Come on, come on. It's been legalized
1: here. Let's do that shit. But yeah. <laughs> People going wild. People going wild in the stands. There was another situation, I think, in Toronto where somebody was getting domed up <laughs> out in the the bleachers in the upper deck. So fans are acting wild, man. Acting wild. All right, some other news, MLB. Uh, looks like there's going to be some changes for the 2023 season. There's going to be a pitch clock that's going to happen. Shifts uh, are going to be banned. You got to have two players in the infield on each side of the field, so that's going to be a change. I think they're going to make the bases a little bit bigger on the base pass. I think they say that they're going to try to. It's going to encourage people to steal the bases more. So, like, we'll see. We'll see people to run, run on the pitchers. um So, yeah, that's that's all coming next year. So, if you've already tripping out over the fact that there's a DH in the NL, I mean, there's more changes coming, man. So um be ready let's see the minor league baseball players uh former union 17 days after the organization the MLB players association or minor league players
0: association i guess um yeah it looks like they're going to represent 5500 different players
1: and uh looks like they're going to try to negotiate for better pay and better uh conditions traveling all that stuff per diem to eat and all that stuff so yeah i know prior they had approved some some raises so i think the mlb they knew all right let's get ahead of this a little bit and let's make sure that uh we cover our our chops a bit there so yeah Unions form in there for minor leaguers. We'll see. It looks like they'll be led by the MLB Players Association, so they'll all be kind of under one big umbrella there. Um, let's see here. Uh, we got some some news in the managerial ranks, managerial ranks, and in the front office. Let's see. LA Angels looks like they agreed to a one-year deal with their manager Phil Nevin to return. He took over as an interim manager. In the middle of the season when uh, Joe Madden was released, they had a really bad, really, really bad cold streak, I want to say, in June, Um, a while back. So kind of tanked their season. They were kind of floating around 500 as a playoff team. And then uh, not so much, not so much. Um, Speaking of teams that disappointed this year, Chicago White Sox manager Tony La Russa, announced that he will not return this season um, because he had some uh, health issues Uh, and then just recently he announced that he is going to be stepping down permanently he had a pacemaker installed and apparently there were some complications uh, with the device so he I think he had like uh, I'm not sure if he had surgery or not but he stepped away from the game man is old as hell so not super surprising it was more surprising he got hired to manage the team a couple seasons ago than it was that he ended up having to leave because he had cultural issues that was going on too with him and the players too so like he was like a little too old school for some of them and not everybody saw eye to eye so that should definitely happen um speaking of managers leaving Organizations, the Miami Marlins and Don Mattingly have agreed that they will be parting ways after the season. So uh, Don Mattingly, former manager of the Yankees. So we'll see if he decides to continue managing or if he'll end up somewhere else or just call it quits there. Um, man's done a lot. He's had a long career. Let's see here. Tigers hire ex-GM, ex-Giants GM Scott Harris, going to be the president of basketball operations. Took over for Al Avila, who was fired in August. Uh, Speaking of being fired, the Rangers fire President of Baseball Operation John Daniels. General Manager Chris Young is going to take over in that role immediately. Royals, they fire their President of Baseball Operations, Dayton Moore. Um, As I mentioned earlier, Artie Moreno, owner of the LA Angels. He's now exploring possibility of selling his team. Um... So, yeah, if you're a billionaire out there and wants to buy a franchise all the way out in Anaheim that's, like, located between a bunch of freeways and a parking lot, um, then, yeah, Angels might be for you. Um, (laughs) They got some phenomenal, talented superstars and not much else (laughs) besides that. Um, They got a team that's willing to get into brawls this season, though. (laughs) Saw that happen. That happened a couple times. Um, They got into it. Dust-ups. You can have ownership. Uh, Former San Francisco Giants legend Buster Posey says he would love to be a part of that team's ownership group in the future. Is that a legit possibility? I don't know. (laughs) Is he willing to take a percentage of a percentage of a percentage? Of a percentage? A percentage? You can do the Jay-Z route, maybe. Pretty sure that would be
0: open (laughs) and available. Let's see here. Um... Uh, 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 off season. Uh, nah, I don't, okay.
1: Last last couple of things. Um, World Baseball Classics happening. It's coming up soon. Um, I want to say 2023, early early next year. It's happening. Team USA. We've been talking about all the people, all the superstars that they're gonna have. Well, it looks like they just they announced that Mark DeRosa is gonna be the manager for the team. Former MLB uh, journeyman. F- former san francisco giant uh, uh he's gonna have ken griffey jr andy pettit as part of the coaching staff um a couple other players that joined the team mookie betts and tim anderson so well, there you are um i know like jt real muto is gonna be on the team mike trout um some other some other all-stars i'm missing bryce harper so, Team USA they might be pretty loaded, might be pretty stacked. They're trying to defend their belt. So, we'll see what happens there next year. Speaking of next season, the San Diego Padres and the San Francisco Giants are going to play a series in Mexico City next season on April 29th and 30th. Uh, that would be a fun game to go to. I uh, wonder how the elevation is going to affect them. There might be a lot of home runs hit. I, I don't know exactly the dimensions of the ballpark there in the DF. But, uh, I'm gonna apparently learn about that next year, so we'll find out. That'd be a cool one to go to. Let's see, dude, dude, that'd be sick. Uh, I don't know. If, are they still playing games in April? Yeah, I think that they might. Dude, we see a Liga MX match there at like uh, Azteca and then go see a baseball game over there. Yeah, that'd be sick. That'd be sick. Let's see what else happening. Um. T- t- Bartolo Colon, he's retiring after 40, after Winners League this year in the Dominican. He's aged 49 years old. So he's finally hanging up the cleats for good and retiring. I know he hasn't been on the major league roster in a few seasons, but I know he was still pitching, trying to see if teams were calling. But uh, 49 years old. Dude almost made it to 50 years old playing a game of baseball. So yeah. Um, that dude's a legend in his own right. The dude. King Tote. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out, Bartolo. Let's see here. Um, Dodgers icon, Maury Wills. First to steal 100 bases in the modern era. He passed away at the age of 89 on September the 19th. And lastly, a uh, Mickey Mantle card produced in 1952 sells for a record shattering $12.6 million last month. That's insane inflation's going up folks inflation's going up there's a lot of craziness happening um i ain't got much else to say follow me on instagram i'm gonna be doing some more comedy shows upcoming i posted some dates on there already i'll be posting some more information i got a few more flyers to share uh coming soon trying to make some more clips more comedy clips uh check out my instagram show me some love if you can a couple of my clips man has just been blowing up. Semi-blown up. I just keep getting, like, a couple of likes here and there. Boom, boom, boom. When the views keep chopping up. I got this, this, this cholo joke <laughs> that's been kind of in the mix recently. Uh, some of the podcast clips as well. Follow us at the Puro Caballero Show. Uh, I posted an older one that uh, had AJ Santos when he was here on the couch t- chopping it up with us. And uh, that one's been getting back in the rotation. So that's been pretty cool to see that happen. But uh, but yeah shout out to everybody who's been a part of the show and uh yeah we'll be having a guest here on Saturday so if you're tuning in and you're listening um we'll be we'll be going live Saturday we'll probably be posting the, the the recording a day or two later after that um I will not ruin the surprise and tell you exactly who it is but I'm excited I think we'll have a fun time so yeah so come by tune in uh we'll be getting that done partly in the middle of the day there um but yeah it's late now it is uh we've passed midnight on uh, the west coast here it is now friday morning so uh i gotta go but this has been episode number
0: 119 of the budo caballero show deuces later y'all been cool peace